LinkedIn News. Hey everyone, last week we featured my interview with Cameron Adams, co-founder and chief product officer at Canva. And this week, we're bringing to you some fun rapid-fire questions to get to know Cameron better. So let's jump in. You know, in many ways, especially with people who come from a design background, they usually have great answers for those. <laughs> what is your favorite non-software product? Oh, favorite non-software product, that is hard. Uh, I'm a real fan of music. I love creating music. I DJ a lot of events at Canva. Um, so I've got a lot of favorite music products that I really love. One of my favorite ones is the Pioneer DJ. It is an amazingly enabling product for me. 20 years ago, I started DJing on vinyl and turntables. And the digital revolution in DJing has just been amazing because you don't have to lug around huge boxes of vinyl anymore. You've got access to pretty much every song on the planet and you can manipulate them and they've built a great interface on that particular product. The other product I'd say I really love, and this is totally unwork related, but is Camper Shoes. They're a Spanish brand of shoes and I just love them. And I love them for a couple of reasons. They've got a really strong design aesthetic. Like they're very opinionated, they're very unique, uh, and they really push into that in their brand. And they're also very sustainable. They think a lot about their manufacturing processes, where they manufacture, how they support their employees, the materials that they use. So they're very much a forward-thinking company who produce great products. Wonderful. Shifting from non-software, what's a product that doesn't exist yet, but you wish existed? You wish, and no, no constraints, no first principles of physics. You know, if we're going to go totally off the, off the chart, I would say a time machine. I've always been fascinated with time travel and being able to, A, go back and experience the past and imagine what it was like to make decisions. Like, what was it like to be around before the car was invented and then to be there as cars were created and evolved? And of course, go into the future and see what's going to happen in 100 years with all the stuff that we're doing and the impacts that we're having on the planet. Coming in as a, as a viewer, coming in as an activist. Oh, then you enter all those paradoxes of like changing time and exactly. then like affecting exactly. your parents and never being born. What happens to me? I think it's too tricky. Do I exist after that? I think you just have to be an observer. <laughs> I agree. Let's keep it there. Let's feel a time machine just for observing. Um, you know, you mentioned a lot that you started your career by sharing on the internet, learning from others. I'm curious if there is a top source or community that you use on a regular basis to learn from, whether it's design, deep into product, engineering, technology. I think we've got such a massive community in Canva now. It takes a lot of my time talking to them and getting ideas from them, um, which is quite different when you're a solo founder who's needing to connect and learn and understand how other people are building. Um, it is great to connect with, I think, peers, like people who are at your level, who have hit your level of growth and understand their journeys and their experiences. Uh, but to be honest, I actually take more inspiration now through the books that I'm reading. I went through a big nonfiction phase, um, but lately I've actually been reading a lot more fiction and I find it really opens up my mind, inspires me a lot more and helps me in more abstract ways. Like it's not about managing your team or dealing with this specific growth problem. 
Um, I think it just expands your vision, gives you new ideas and sets you up better for the longer term rather than the tactical stuff that's happening right now. Any recent specific one that you were in love with? Uh, a book I'm telling everyone about is The Overstory, which is by Richard Powers. And it is an amazing book that follows the lives of seven people who have been affected by a tree. So each person has their personal tree that is part of their history, uh, like a chestnut tree or a mulberry tree or a sequoia. And he does this amazing job of interconnecting those seven people's lives, but even more interconnecting trees and forests and our relationship with the environment uh, with these seven people's lives. Uh, and it is an amazing work. So I highly recommend you read it. Noted. I love books. And so this is now going on my list. Kevin, final one. If you were to go to school today, I find it hard to believe you would advise them to go and learn law. What would you advise people who want to have a great career in product? Uh, I would not downplay a law degree and the kind of thinking. <laughs> Sorry, it, was not, it wasn't meant as a fun. Yeah, like I definitely don't want to be a lawyer, but I think studying in a law degree gave me a particular perspective and a way of analyzing problems that is quite helpful. I also deal with most of the contracts that my wife has to read, so it's also helpful in, in a personal sense. Um, in terms of product, I'd probably think of yourself as a T-shaped individual. So you need to go deep on something, and what you go deep on actually doesn't matter as long as you're passionate about it. It obviously has to be related somewhat to product building, you can either do engineering or design or maybe business management and MBA. Uh, but I think you could even approach something like architecture. Um, I was actually talking to one of our engineering leads who's you know, basically a product leader. And I was really surprised to find out that he did actually study architecture. And I think architecture itself has an amazing way of thinking about the world, thinking about how you relate to people, how they walk through spaces, how they experience it, and how you're going to create something that enables them to have a great experience. So I see many parallels between architecture and product management. But then probably the most important thing is to get that top bar of the T. I get a lot of broad experience across a lot of different areas. Be able to converse with engineers, understand technical problems, uh, be able to do design thinking, think about experiences, Think about UIs, be able to put together a really crappy prototype or a mock-up that you can start with that a designer then takes and makes better. Think about business problems, how to bring in revenue, how to drive growth, all those things. I think that's probably the more important part of being a product manager. And to me, that's really about curiosity and flexibility and resilience. I love that as an inspiring note for the end because in many ways the love of creating is more of a nature. And then you can pick a domain that you want to go really deep on, that you're passionate about. It could be architecture, it could be law, but really bring that nature of building and creativity into a space or discipline that you're passionate about. Building One is a LinkedIn editorial production. Our host is Tomer Cohen, LinkedIn's chief product officer. This episode was produced by Max Miller and Lolia Briggs. It's engineered and mixed by Asaf Gadram. Enrique Montalvo is our executive producer. Dave Pond is head of news production. Courtney Coop is head of original programming. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. Special thanks to Alicia Mann, Maya Pope-Chapelle, Haley Saltzman, and Jenna Kaplan. 
If you know of a product leader we could all learn from, send us a line at pitch at linkedin.com. Tune in next week for our new interview with Manuel Bronstein, Chief Product Officer of Roblox.